Welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so that you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, countless exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that thrives on you not really getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love, play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give you a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get the top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts that have been on the show, and you will see what simple health can be. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 54. In today's episode, I interview holistic lifestyle coach, Jenny Delbridge. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show to learn about the law of attraction, not stressing over health, and what Jamie's favorite vice is, which sounds delicious, by the way. Alrighty, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have a good friend of mine, Jenny Delbridge. Now, Jenny, first question I ask everybody that comes on to the show is, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. Wow, Nick, 10 sentences, that would be... Approximately. (laughs) It was quite a journey. So uh, essentially, I discovered Czech when I was age 28, and I'm 40 now, and found out that I had onset early menopause. So my hormonal system was already in in a menopausal state at age 28. I was told I'd never have children. I had osteoporosis digestive issues, musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal issues. So I had issues with the jaw, um, with the low back. Yeah, the, the list goes on. And, and to top it all off, <laughs> the amount of emotional issues I had was unbelievable. I was completely and utterly crazy, Nick. It's all so, right, you can laugh. Well, what I was going to actually ask, I mean, what, which one of these do you tackle first at this point? Like, you're finding out all of these yeah. things. Where do you even start? Do you know what the, the beauty of the Czech program, for those of you that don't know, I uh, teach the holistic lifestyle program for the Czech Institute. Studied lots and lots of other things as well, which I always bring to the table. Uh, but that's where it started. You know, just putting into place those really simple foundation factors that we learn. You know, good food, water, starting to, you know, I was the kind of girl that did a couple of marathons a week and about five <laughs> weight training sessions <laughs> on top of that. and still didn't think I'd trained enough. So, you know, it was just putting those basics in. And for anyone that, you know, understands the law of attraction or wants to know a bit more about it, about it, it was just slowly getting in a place that was closer to well-being as opposed to the opposite of that. And Jenny, I think that's actually a great point because so often it's like, oh, well, you got to start with X, Y, Z. You got to do this, this, and this. And if you, if, you, if you have, again, the mental, emotional issues, well, you got to really dive into that. Well, no, I mean, if you just start with some of the simple basics, like you said, eat some good food, make sure you're getting a bit of, like, make sure you're getting good sleep, like, 
that can go uh, really quite a ways uh, in just helping to improve all of that. So where where has this brought you? Like you said, you're, you're teaching uh, holistic lifestyle coaching, but what, where are you at on that health journey uh, currently? What are, you, what are you doing with your practice, so on and so forth? Yeah, so four years ago, my partner Duncan and I relocated to France. So we live in France and we work in Switzerland. We live in the most, you know, this is my dream, dream, dream location. We've got a ski resort five minutes down the road. <laughs> you know, we've got views of the Mont Blanc from our house, which is, for those of you who don't know, the biggest mountain in Western Europe. Um, practice is thriving. I actually do 100% of all my work on Skype, okay. two, and a half, two and a half days a week. And my partner, Duncan, does the other two and a half days. And if anybody a- wants to check that out, we, we spoke with Duncan a few episodes back, so they can yes. definitely go and check that out too. Another, another great chat there. But please continue, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, our big dream was always to have the kind of lifestyle where we could look after our child. We've got a little girl who's 16 months old, so we could each do two and a half days. Um, we've got a clinic under our house, which my partner Duncan works out of as well. So yeah, we just wanted the kind of lifestyle that wasn't in the rat race, wasn't really, really stressful. You know, we could we could have flexibility with our own time with our daughter. Um, and obviously, you know, it's a long time coming, so... I would say that it took me until I was early 30s to get my health where it needed to be. So, yeah, it's taken a long time. I'm still, you know, there is no such thing as per- perfection. I still have days, I'm sure Duncan will tell you, when I'm a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but what I would say is I've, I've found a level of happiness that I feel on a daily basis. Of course, some days are always better than others for anyone. But I would say I've found you know, some real happiness inside. And that's the result of that is where we live, the relationship we have, and obviously our, our beautiful daughter and our business. So, um, so yeah, things are the best they've ever been so far. That's fantastic. Me. Now, what, so you said a little bit about happiness there, but really what is your definition of happiness? What does that really entail for you? You know, this is such a good question. I was actually thinking about what actually what it is, you know, and and I really think for me, I think every single emotion feels different, completely different for every single person. So, you know, the way I might experience anger and feel that in my own physical body is potentially completely different to you, Nick. And right. And everybody and so on and so forth. Yeah. Each one is going to be our own personal feeling for sure. So, you know, I don't really believe there's there's any definition it's it's whatever makes you feel good at the end of the day and I think you know because something I used to do Nick was I, I would actually put what I call a spiritual mask on everything and I, I, I was in perfectionism I wandered around telling everyone how great my life was and I felt good all the time and inside I felt shitty oops am I allowed to say that absolutely don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> I've got to stop swearing with my daughter growing up anyway um, I felt terrible <laughs> and and the thing was, you know, how did I know that? Because disasters were happening all around me. So I was really in denial of, of where I actually was. And I think that if you can be realistic in terms of where you are and where you feel in any given moment, that's the key. Because we can't, if we're depressed, we can't jump to feeling utter joy, you know, within a couple of hours. That's a process that I think takes time and, and you've really got to accept where you are. And I, I feel accepting where you are and then taking steps to move forward you know, like a rainbow bridge is really, really effective in finding happiness, you know, pretty much on a daily basis. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, a really great lady, I'm sure you know her as well, Nick, but Vidya McNeil. Yes. yes. Uh, she's Paul Check's business manager. 
you know, she really taught me how to feel an emotion in the physical body. Because I think without that, you don't have a set point as to, you don't know where you are. You know, you, you might be thinking fairly positive thoughts, but you, you don't have the emotion to match it. And as we all know, you know, the heart's got an electromagnetic field 400 times greater than the brain. So we can wander around going, I love myself. But if we hate ourselves and the emotion we're feeling is depression all day long, it's not going to bring, you know, anything to us. And that's fine. But I think it's good to know where we are. If you wouldn't mind expanding on that a little bit, Jenny, just to share what what that really means. Well, either your understanding or like just what that's come to mean to you, please. Let me give you a really good example. That's please, probably the best yes. thing. So I would say, how long would it have been? Four, maybe five years ago. Duncan and I were living in rented accommodation. It's when we first got to France. One night, the entire house burned down. <laughs> Duncan and I, we like really nice extreme situations. Clearly. I guess so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, do you know what? The dishwasher set on fire in the middle of the night. Uh, we smelled smoke, but by that time, the whole house was raging fire downstairs. We couldn't get out. My man is highly practical, and he basically leapt out of the window like a commando soldier into a tree and allowed us there saying, oh, my God, how am I going to get out? Go get me a ladder. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a full-on experience. We lost, lost every single thing we owned. Of course, we had insurance, but all we, lit, all we had were the clothes we were wearing and, and randomly iPhones and an iPad that we'd left at someone's house. That was it. Had nothing else. Uh, we didn't have anywhere to live for months on end. Our business really suffered. So we had huge financial stress for a period of time. I then fell pregnant on top of it all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was a really, really extreme situation. And that, to me, was a perfect example of us ticking along, thinking everything was okay. But, you know, emotionally, we must have been giving off either some negative feelings or some fear about finance, which I know we were at the time. But I don't think we were really in touch with where we were emotionally. And that experience really, really taught me me to see, well, you know, every single thing around us we attract to us and we create. I know that's hard for some people to realize, but it's my belief that it doesn't matter even a conversation we have with someone, something that happens on the street, we've attracted that situation to us, you know, and I take responsibility for that. So for whatever reason at the time, things weren't going that well for us. And that was just a physical representation of that. And that definitely, I, I can almost feel that emotion like coming off in, in myself as you say that. So thank you for that. That really kind of painted that picture, gave that feeling. So that was a, that was a perfect story. Uh, I'm sorry that it happened, but oh. uh, probably <laughs> hey, it worked out for the best, I guess, right? But do you know what, Nick, after that, um, because that was such a great learning curve, life was incredible after that you know we really learned what true stress is because when you've jumped out of a window and your whole body is <laughs> full of adrenaline and probably for a couple of months afterwards small things that I used to stress about before or worrying about what people thought about me still and all these kinds of things it really helped me to change things after that point interesting so like just your perception of all of those yeah. different things yeah interesting yeah and, so, and, and, it, yeah. and it gave me massive contrast in terms of, because, you know, I think some of the happiest people on the planet are those who have created the most contrast for themselves in, in their lives. So to explain that for me, for example, I consider myself, I was unhappy and depressed for almost 12 years. You know, I had eating disorders, all, I mean, everything you can think of, I created. And now consider myself on the whole, a really, really happy person. But 
I sometimes think you have to have experienced the opposite to know what it is, recognize those simple things in life and, you know, enjoy the moment. Interesting. So is, is there a way that you could see that happening without necessarily having to go through such a, a major stressor? I mean, is there a way that somebody could practice that to be able to have that appreciation on both ends of the spectrum there? Yeah, totally. I mean, don't do it the way I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't burn your house down. But, uh, <laughs> no, for sure. You know what, Nick? I'm always I'm finding much more balance now. I'm in my 40s, and I've got my daughter, and I feel like I'm more on the middle road. But I was Mrs. All or Nothing, so I always created a really extreme situations, which you know I'm kind of glad I did in a way. But of course, you don't have to do it that way. You know, I think that first of all, you know, learning to feel emotion in your physical body is is the key. Is a key. So there's millions of people who can teach you how to do that. Great practitioners, books. Because, you know, if you say to most people, and I was one of them, you know, how does joy feel in your body? I would have said, well, it feels like when I've done a really good workout. Yeah, okay, that's your mind. But what does it feel like in your phys- – where is it in your physical body? I wouldn't have had a clue. Okay, yeah. You know, whereas now I could actually tangibly tell you where I usually feel it in my physical body, which is the heart, the hands, and the feet normally for me, and an uplifting of – energy up towards my head you know anger I often feel in my jaw or around the neck area or the biceps so I think you know if you can first of all do that then you know where you're at because if you are depressed trying to put a happy sticker on it and trying to feel good is going to make things worse because you feel like a failure so I mean something that really helped me is the amazing work of Jerry and Esther Hicks with Abraham which is all about the law of attraction they have some phenomenal processes that you can actually match to your emotional set point. So let's say as you are feeling depressed, then they have a, a process that you can practice when you're feeling depressed. That could then potentially bring you up to feeling angry. And as strange as it sounds, anger is a far better emotion. It's a level up from depression, for example, because it's transformative. We're moving forward. We're, you know, we're not, when we're depressed, we feel quite powerless. When you're angry, you're normally going to take some action. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then we can slowly, slowly bring ourselves up to, you know, worry, to doubt. Worry and doubt is a million times better than depression, for example. Up, up, up to hopefulness and then positive expectation all the way up to joy. But I think it's really important to, to bring this, uh, to do it slowly. You know, so a simple tip, let's say is, for example, someone is experiencing a lot of jealousy, for example, you know, maybe day two, start to focus on allowing yourself to feel the anger, slowly, slowly, then bring yourself up to feeling some worry about the situation, because maybe you're feeling you're not good enough underneath, which is usually what jealousy is all about. Slowly, slowly, slowly come up as opposed to going right today. That's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be really, really happy today. Nah, it's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, if you don't feel it, you're efforting it, and you're and you're normally gonna feel bad about the fact that it's not there. So, so my tip would be: first of all, find out where you're at, and then then make that transition slowly. Very good, um, very good. And I I can relate to that, Jenny, because it's sometimes I'll I'll see something and it's in somebody or something they have something that I just want, and it's like, hmm. oh well, why would they do that? Like this and that, and then it's like I, I recognize it's like. Okay, there's there's that jealousy in myself. Like, okay, it's something that I truly just want, and that's the only reason I'm casting yeah, that exactly. perception upon it. So, yeah, but you said like, and I I know where I can feel that too. It's like that. It's almost a sunken down feeling from like chest down into my stomach. Yeah, like, exactly. I know that it happens, 
Uh, yep. So just actually embrace it. Like I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily get angry at it that it happens anymore. It's like, oh, okay. I realize why I'm doing it and I can move on from it. And then I can take the action that you were talking about too. Like the depression, you're just sunken down. Like there's no action being taken. It's just, that's it. But yeah. at least with some of the other emotions, you can do something about it. Totally. Right. You know, and there's a lot you can do. Um, I believe in taking physical action, you know, can really help lift a person. So obviously, you know, I, this is the main area I work with, uh, with clients. Obviously, yeah, they come. Please, please share that with everybody so they yeah. know kind of what you do then uh, yeah. on, in, on your practitioner side of things then as well. Sure. I mean, most people come to me when they've sort of been around the houses and seen a lot of people. I'm normally dealing with people with cancer, diabetes. Um, I deal with a lot of sexual abuse cases and rape as well. So normally their manif the, the presentation is a lot of health issues. But ultimately, and of course, as a holistic lifestyle practitioner, I'm working with the nutrition and the lifestyle factors. But ultimately, what I do is help them get to the root of what's creating all of this help them increase you know their vibration so all that means is just help them to feel better to find a way to move on from that situation and then you know I consider that then is my work done if they want to hang around and do some other stuff with me then that's great but I almost see it as a transition from help them realize what it is move on from that put some great strategies in place with the diet and the life and then they go on and fulfill their dream once what that is you know, I, I don't see myself in any way as someone who fixes people or knows 100% what's best for them. I just see myself as doing the bit I can to help them raise their vibration and find what it is they're looking for. And you, you talked about a dream there, Jenny. So what is, mm. what is your dream? Ah, well, A, I'm living it right now. Very nice. But I, but I also have a few more. <laughs> well, please, if you don't yeah. mind sharing. Yeah, I'd love to hear. Well, I actually found out... Um, my daughter, Nick, I mean, you know, you've got a child. I mean, Paul Check says you don't need to go on a shamanic journey if you have a child. And I <laughs> agree with him on that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was even before I had Bella, so we're talking, you know, 16 months ago. Yes, I've been improving. Yes, I was getting happier. You know, this is a process. But it wasn't until I had her, I realized what a control freak I was. You know, I still believed in my mind that I needed nine hours sleep to really function well and... I'm probably still carrying some perfection around and she soon helped me realize I can function fine on four. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in all, in all seriousness, she really taught me that so much of it is how we think about something. And, and I would find myself up in the night and worrying, going, oh my goodness, tomorrow, what am I going to do? I'm going to be tired. And I was like, no, 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 stop this. You have to find a way to find the good in this or to find some relief, some better feeling thoughts for this. And what happened all my life, I've written in journals and wanted to write. All my life, it was the thing I really wanted to do, but I didn't believe I was good enough because I always had in my head, I had to write this like huge novel instead of just focusing on the enjoyment of writing. That's my thing. That's what I do. So, you know, uh, she would wake up, her pattern was to oh, often wake for a, to nurse or to feed 4.35 a.m. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get up. Lovely time in the morning that I love. You know, when no one's up, you've got peace, you've got quiet. The birds just, it's a heavenly. It's a creative time for me. So I got up and I thought, I'm just going to write with no agenda. I'm just going to write. She'd just go back to sleep and I would just write. And, you know, Nick, I've written three children's books and I'm in the middle of another book. 
Oh my goodness, I didn't know Part that. Part of me doesn't even want to tell you that because I don't want people to go, oh, when are you going to publish it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, they're not necessarily good <laughs> enough. Um, but it was my dream to just write, to bring something creative creative into my life. To just, And I found this beautiful routine of getting up, writing, having a workout, doing a meditation, having a great breakfast. And that, for me, is the winning formula to set my day. The whole day just ease and flow flows beautifully when I when I do that combination obviously I don't do it every single day because if I'm getting up at four then you know that can I can get fatigued but I find that if I if I can go to bed early and if I'm in a good feeling place it actually works you know it works great for me and you know I'm high on life doing that now I'm I'm a huge fan of routine so yeah thank you for saying that's something that always interests me especially yeah it's that morning routine especially mm-hmm. because that's the one that I can control the most in a sense yeah, like you said, with true. having a kid you, you yeah. never know what's going to happen especially like later as the day goes on then you're, you have clients you go to work wait, whatever yeah. it may be um but that little bit of time that you can control I think is a very comforting thing and can really help set up the rest of the day uh do you do you mind sharing what either any of the books are about that you've written or any like what you're currently working on? I have to wait because I'm waiting for permission from one person until oh, okay. um, until yeah. So I do have to wait. That's fine. But uh, as soon as I can let you know, I will. Uh, that's yeah. that's awesome. I'm sure everybody will be excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, is there anything else that you do f- as far as like sparking your creativity? Anything else that you like to do, even just throughout the day? Um, you know, well, I mean, one of the things, just to go back to the last point, and it will lead to this, I say to clients is, especially if you've got a house full of kids and you've got family, you know, even just getting up 10 minutes before the whole family is going to get up, even if you don't want to meditate, even if you just wander around the garden or, or unstack the dishwasher, but just let your thoughts process and just take a little bit of time for yourself. My belief is that actually as we, you know, as we sleep and we're unconscious, you can almost set a reset button in the morning so that some of your negative beliefs or things you're worrying about, you can try and fine tune, find some better feeling thoughts, you know, take a bit of time for you. And as you said, that that will really, really, you know, reset the entire day. Um, in terms of creativity, I have to it's writing. Um, I dabble with drawing and painting and all that kind of stuff, but I've still got that perfectionist in me, which is like, I can't just enjoy the painting for the painting's sake. I'm like, no, it's rubbish. Throw it away. <laughs> no, I can, so, I can relate to that. Jenny. Like the yeah. painting, I've tried it and it just doesn't do it for me. But writing, if you can just let me write, I can put so much down on that paper and just enjoy it. Like yeah. no matter what comes out. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing feeling. And, and you know, I think everyone's just got to find that thing for them. You know, everyone will have something where they're in the moment where time disappears, where you're not thinking about anything, be that painting, be that yoga, whatever it is. And, you know, to me, that's when you're in your state of allowing. So that's when you're allowing great things to come to you. You know, everything that you've wanted and thought about when you're in that allowing stage, then I believe it comes in. Because one thing I noticed is um, when I was started writing, so after Bellon, my financial situation, which was good, <laughs> improved in a way I could have never imagined. And I am sure it's because from years and years of believing I never had enough money, you know, I'd put a lot of thoughts out there about wanting lots of money. And I really, really allowed it in when I had that hour or two in the morning when I was writing and I was just in that pure state of allowing and manifesting. So that was quite cool. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting way. Like you kind of let it out of your mind for that period of time probably and okay i like that i like that yeah 
because this might help the listeners, Nick, because here's what I think happens. I think subjects that we have a lot of resistance around. So, so for me in the past, it would have been, you know, I had eating disorders for years. So weight, for example, would have been, you know, for me to even sit there and do an Abraham, Jerry and Esther Hicks process on trying to feel better about my weight. Pff, to be honest, it would have always sent me off in the negative because I'd built up such patterns around that. You know, I, for me, it's better to just ignore it do great, you know, exercise, eat well, and it all falls into place and I, and I feel and look great. But if I start thinking about it or weighing myself or going, oh, I really love my thigh, oh, I'm off, I'm off feeling terrible. So I think on some subjects, the money was as that you're almost better off trying to find a way to not think about it. And when you're in your state of allowing it, it's going to come to you anyway, you know, without having to, because I think as human beings, we effort far too much. And I think if, if you can find ways to feel happy, or better on a daily basis, it's going to naturally flow to you anyway. And do you see people that are focusing their effort on like something in particular that it's one of those things like even always uh, comes up with your clients, anybody that you're working with, where they're like always trying, uh, really trying to bear down, like work hard to effort something into their lives? Yeah, particularly, you know, uh, weight, because, you know, even when I'm working with clients who have cancer or, or various things going on, it's usually a subject because I work with a lot of women. And they'll have often tried every diet, you know, or all of a sudden they'll be trying hypnotherapy or positive affirmations. But you can see or you can feel that when they talk about the subject, ooh, it's so charged. You know, like, I really want to because I want to wear that bikini and I know it's going to happen this time with you. And it's like, ooh, let's just breathe and let's think about something else. <laughs> you know, let's just put our focus somewhere else because on this subject for weight for you, I don't think we're going to find it that way. You know, and it, it sounds bizarre, but even with some of my clients, I have to be really careful about helping them to put nutrition and lifestyle action points into place because the minute they feel they're on some kind of diet, some kind of regime that they've got to stick to, the resistance is back and it doesn't matter how clean, how healthy that diet, often then they don't lose any weight because they have such a strong belief that they can't. Now, how do you, how do you even go about helping? Like, so somebody who is very challenged with that, how would you yeah. have them set up those action points, whether it be drinking water, whether it be just yeah. getting to bed 15 minutes earlier or whatever it might be? How do you help them cultivate that? Yeah, what, what I do, first of all, alongside it is I actually believe that and this is just something, I mean, it, obviously a lot of it is uh, Jerry and Esther's work, so I'll make sure I say that. But something I've kind of tied the check system into is I feel that if, depending on where a, a person's emotional state is, that dictates which action points they can actually take on. So I personally find with, if clients are at the depressed stage, it would be really difficult for them, for example, to take on a full rotation and an antifungal diet, for example. Yeah, for which those of you don't know, it's just, a, you know, a very specific way of eating, you know, to help kill off bacteria, for example. That's, that's way too much for them to, right. you know, whereas I think once I've got them feeling hopeful on a daily basis, I can bring that kind of thing in. But if they're depressed, I'll focus on, instead of creating this big thing, I'll focus on just adding to. So as you say, water, or let's put some fats in the diet and see how you feel. So I'm not even talking to them about, about the fact that they might, you know, maybe they're drinking alcohol at night or there's chocolate or there's all kinds of stuff. 
leaving all of that and let's just focus on adding two. And then you know what happens? Within a couple of months, they're saying to you, oh, I actually found out that I'm drinking way less and you didn't even mention it. It's like, wow, isn't that good? <laughs> right, fantastic. <laughs> but that's that's a great way to go about it. It's, it solves so many things all at once just by changing that one simple thing, yeah. Yeah, and you find it happens naturally, but to the point that the client will often say, oh, I've, you haven't said anything about it, but I've noticed that the... Now I've got more fats in and I'm feeling more alive. That The bread's making me bloated. Do you think I should go gluten-free? I'm like, fantastic suggestion of yours. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, it's empowered. It's coming from the person. And they're slowly learning to feel their body rather than feeling they've got a perfect practitioner in front of them who they potentially feel judged by saying, that's it right now. We've got to take all of this out of the diet and this and this. And you don't feel good. And so people start to self-sabotage. Now, just my take on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you talk like okay. You talk about like the chocolate. You talk about the wine. I mean, for yourself, what is your biggest vice? What is something that you Ooh. love to indulge in? Now we know. Do you know what it is? I, I picked the perfect place for it. It is raw dairy. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm. <laughs> so one thing in life that I have to watch myself on. <laughs> yeah. All other things, yeah, pretty, you know, I'm not actually, don't have that much of a sweet tooth. I love a bit of raw chocolate now and again, but it's not something I'll go for. But raw, hard goat's cheese, or we have something here called fizzel, which, you know, it's super healthy. It's a, it's like a fermented sort of kefir type thing, which we can buy in our local markets. Okay. Um, but it was funny when I was pregnant, <laughs> someone said to me, did you have any cravings then being, you know, a health and, and lifestyle nutrition I said, no, 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 nothing. Duncan just turned to me and he said, you've been eating about four wheels of cheese a week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's healthy stuff, but yeah, I have actually been eating a lot of that. <laughs> so it's just cheese for me. Um, and how I handle it is I have, you know, I, I like to, I don't like to, I know what works for me in my, my body after all these years, but I don't like to create masses of dogma restriction i don't like to get into that state where it's i'm really efforting having to eat well do you know what i mean i i listen to my body and i eat a little bit of what i want you know whenever i want to as long as it doesn't create a reaction uh, but with dairy i i bring it in for a month and then i take it out for a month so i cycle it in and out that way just to give my body a rest from it interesting because yeah. it's the one thing that if it's in the house i have a hard time resisting it right no and that's <laughs> yeah. That's that's and that's a good way to think about it though too. Like you recognize, okay, if there's like you said, the four wheels of cheese in there, you're gonna eat them all that week. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. At least again when you're pregnant, but that knowing that you, you mm. recognize, okay, this is biggest thing that you it comes to, at least when it comes to food that you have to watch for. So you're gonna let yeah. yourself eat some, and then you're gonna take it away for a little bit. Uh, but that's your way of controlling and, and moderating it so that it doesn't cause a problem that's great yeah and you know what i mean it's this it's this you know not creating the shame the perfectionism just saying hey do you know what i'm not perfect you know and i don't even want my clients to think i'm because how can anyone attain to this perfection we can't get there you know um let's just be realistic with where we all are and my belief is that every single person on the planet is doing the best with where they are and I think if we can just start to, you know, I used to be the most judgmental and critical person on the planet. And why? Because I was critical of myself. So I could only see criticism everywhere. Um, and of course, I still sometimes have it. But I try to just wherever I can think, you know, they're doing their best. And even if they're criticizing you or they're saying something that you're not in, you know, in agreement with, you know, 
A, it's usually in us. So if we've got people having a day where people are being rude to us, then we're probably feeling a bit ourselves. We're tra- attracting that in. And B, you know, let's try and adopt this idea that everyone is different. Everyone is going through their process. Everyone's perfectly where they're meant to be. And let's just try and see the bigger picture where, whenever you can on this. Right. You know? but, but I don't do it all the time, for sure. <laughs> so speaking of even bigger pictures, what is your picture for health, say, in 10 years, 100 years, uh, either for yourself or your family or just globally? You know what? I mean, for my family, the most important thing for me is is a balanced, balanced eating and a balanced way of life for my daughter. I really don't want her to grow up feeling she's got these health-conscious parents and she can't express and be herself. Already, she eats what we eat. She's an amazing eater. She eats exact everything. You know, I know you love sauerkraut, Nick, and her favorite food is sauerkraut. Sauerkraut and bone broth. Preferably <laughs> will be all mixed in a cup with the hands together, you know, how they there like to go. do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, even when we go to play dates, I've, I've got a lot of lovely friends I go out with. And, of course, they don't all do what I do. And there's gluten. There's all kinds of stuff. And I really... I found a way to just let her be if she you know last week she grabbed a piece of chocolate cake and stuffed it in her mouth and I have to say part of me is like oh no what's in that oh yes hold on it's fine but I thought no let her have her experience because if I don't let her have her experience how's she ever going to learn and figure everything out and I don't you know she has barely on the she's 16 months on the planet I know this might sound bizarre but she knows way more than I will ever know I've had all these issues she's fresh so I tried to let her be my guide. And do you know what? As soon as I let it go, she ate a bit and then threw it in the corner for 10 minutes later. <laughs> she didn't seem to like it. So my goal for her, and if we have another baby, is is to let her be. Is just to let her be who she is and try not to interfere as much as I can because I think she's got it sorted. You know? Um, and, and I find that in my practice the happier I get in myself, the more I can just be open to whatever a client wants to do or whoever they are and get myself out of the way and just witness the really beautiful unfolding of every single person's journey, which to me is just the one of the greatest joys there is. Um, in terms of he- health and well-being on the planet, you know what, Nick, I just think everyone can do what they like. <laughs> I try to keep my focus on what I'm doing. And you know what, I think the, the more positively you focus you believe that the planet is evolving. Everything is fine. Every, there've always been wars. There've always been scarcity of water or something or else. But I choose to keep my focus on the beauty and the positivity of life, and that's just what presents itself to me on a daily basis. And I try not to have. I don't really have that strong opinions about what anyone else should or do. Or I think do what makes you happy. And if and if people start to be able to feel joy in their body and start to be able to do what they want to do, then for me that's that's all there is i I think that's beautiful yeah and because that's where it's I, I, i've talked to some people and it's like they have very set agendas with how they want the world to look um but i think he you said you're not going to change somebody if they're not ready for change so no and we be. don't and also i think well why who am i to even think that you know we don't know what their journey or their story is or you know to them the world probably you know even if somebody is in a war zone doing whatever that I'm sure that that's what they are doing right and that's their experience and and who are we to to deny that from anyone and I, and I have to say you know people talked to me the other day about the um bombings obviously not too far from us in Belgium mm-hmm. 
I didn't even know. I hadn't even heard about them. I hadn't even, because it, I would say it wasn't in my point of attraction, you know? So obviously, you know, I feel sad for what happened, but I'm not going to put all my focus there and create a whole load of upset in my body and perpetuate that, etc. because I'm going to focus on what I think is important, which is people being able to feel good and to feel better and do what I can with my tiny bit of the world. But I, you know, that's all I believe I can do. So, Danny, I'm guessing then you probably don't watch a lot of news or anything like no. that. But <laughs> what are things that you that you like to do that you like to study? Uh, or maybe it's whether it's blogs you read, books you read, uh, courses you take. Like, what are certain things that you're really interested in learning more about? I have to say, Nick, I mean, the, the law of attraction is just a huge passion of mine. Um, whenever, wherever I drive anywhere, I listen to all of the downloads from Jerry and Esther Hicks. And... Yeah, to me, that just, I can't even describe it. It's just, you know, I looked at it years ago and I watched it and thought Esther was a complete nutcase because I didn't get it. It wasn't <laughs> even close to the vibe. I'd love to tell her that one day, close to the vibration. I actually thought she, you know, it was some kind of, I don't know, something so bizarre. And then what happened, Nick, is after I had Bella, talk about good manifestation here, a really lovely friend of mine said, oh, I don't know if you want to look at these, but I have a 10-year collection of all of the downloads of every single uh, you know, group gathering that Jerry and Esther have ever done. Do you want them? And I was like, and Which I 10 thought, years of their gatherings. That's a whole lot. Just so everybody has that in context. <laughs> How good a manifestation. I mean, hello. I mean, she was meant to come to, I mean, we talked, she brought them in her car and was like <laughs> trucking them in, trucking them in. This is when Bella wasn't sleeping, was all stressed. She was like, I think you need to listen to this. And I think you'd be ready. And I procrastinated for a while. I didn't listen to them. And then Duncan and I were driving the car and I said, do you know what? We need to put this CD on, put it on. And I was like, oh my God. What have I been doing with myself? And it was just one of those moments, Nick, when I was like, you know, when everything lines up, you get the shivers down your back. And and I was like, oh, my God, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and I've been studying that nonstop for the last uh, two years. Yeah, a little bit before Bella was born and afterwards for the last 60 months constantly. And all I can, and, and, and you know, I read lots of other books and uh, I'm constantly reading and looking, you know, I, um, various interviews, that kind of thing. But I have to say the, the root of it all for me is understanding the law of attraction. And I thought I understood it until I listened to this work and then I realized I only understood the surface of it. I didn't understand it at a deep level. Um, and I actually went to one of their live gatherings in California this year. And how was it? Amazing. You what, know what? What Nick, was your biggest takeaway from it? Well, here's the most amazing thing. I yeah. wrote. I wrote ten things down that I wanted to have covered. And the and the idea is, you see, um, you can stand up and ask a question, but you, I didn't actually get picked. So some people get picked, some some don't. But the idea is that consciousness has already brought you there you know everyone's consciousness is already at that meeting you're only just dragging your physical bodies because you've all manifested it so I went with all my questions written down very me dang 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 one after the next you know Jenny Delbridge organized list here and I was just sat there bang one answer got answered and I don't mean even answered in a vague way where you go oh that could kind of relate to me no I mean to the point <laughs> that it was like talking about laser eye surgery you know, uh, to the point of asking about vaccinations when I've been pondering a lot for Bella, etc. Bang, 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 bang. Everyone, I just sat there and went, okay, yeah, I think I believe in this now. <laughs> it blew my mind. Absolutely That's blew awesome. my mind. <laughs> so I'm just kind of blown away. Yeah, like you said, because you, you had already this list going in and it's just, 
Boom, there yeah. it is for you. In finite detail, uh, to the point that Esther was, tran- you know, channeling because she tran- basically she channels through um, a group, a soul, a group of souls, which you know we can all connect to. And, you know, it was something like, oh, well, yeah, I was having a, a conversation with my friend about this and blah, 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 blah. And then, this, you know, it was like as if the friend had been me. It was the exact conversation I'd had with someone and this coming through. It, I mean, it was just mind-blowing, you know. Um, but I think you have to be in the vicinity to hear that and really understand it. So when I listened to it 10 years ago, I don't think vibrationally or, you know, health-wise happiness, I could, I could hear the message. So that's why it, it didn't make any sense. And that, I think that's the same with anything. No, I think that's... Bring it to you when it's ready. Right, that's a very good point to bring up for everybody to understand is, okay, sometimes we'll talk about nutrition on the show, sometimes we'll talk about movement. I mean, here we're talking about attraction when it comes to just everything in your life. It doesn't have to be specifically health, but if you're not ready for that at the time, like, it it doesn't matter. You said 10 years ago, this was non-existing in your life, and... I don't, I don't know for myself. Like it may be the the same thing. Like I might have just thought this was absolutely crazy ten years ago, but now I'm ready and like I'm embracing it. I'm enjoying uh, hearing you speak about it because I, I definitely believe in it. I think it's certainly something that's true. And allowing those energies, those vibrations, uh, as you start to where we were talking about before with being able to feel those in your body, the second that happens yeah. to you, it's it's an incredible shift. So. But I think at the same time, another thing we talk about is like, don't try and effort it to happen. Like, don't try and feel those emotions because if you try too hard to do so, you're probably not going to be Oops. able to. Oh, I've got, right, I've got, I've got fiber optics here, but they're showing fine. So that's yeah. good. Well, we got cut off there for a second. Sorry about that, everybody. But uh, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jenny. So how about maybe we, we shift gears here. Uh, what is... What is the best uh, or your favorite health-related purchase that you've made in the last year for, say, under $50? Wow. Wow, that's a good question. Oh, you're going to get me thinking now. Again, it could be a book. It could be a piece of food like or a dinner or something that you guys went out and had. It could be uh, it really just anything. It could be even a painting on the wall or something that you just that just brings me happiness every day. Anything like that. I'm thinking of several, but they definitely went under 50. <laughs> um, How about just anything in general? Yeah, they, they really like changed uh, just your your life, just your health in general. It's something that you really, uh, within the last year or so, or recently bought. Wow. Hmm, what did I buy? Oh, I will tell you. Okay. I bought this super, super simple little um, sprouter for sprouting veggies and sprouting grains i got it in a little health food shop in france and we've been doing that daily and you know just sprouting uh for salads really fantastic little uh radish and lentils and didn't know it was so easy and i just find those on a salad and just bringing you know those really live foods particularly at breakfast i'm i'm a salad freak you see i just anyone that knows me is like oh my god jenny even eats salad for breakfast which i do <laughs> um, i just love i love always have done i i've really struggled to balance my blood sugar nick if i don't have uh some kind of green salad pr- present at both meals i like it as like a, an entree yeah um and that's really livened things up you know well, what so, are some of your favorite that. things to uh, put onto a salad then? <clears throat> well, here, now let me tell you, we have the most amazing biodynamic commune only 30 minutes down the road from us. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they're a group of women, 
me telling you that most of them are lesbians. They're a very, very happy bunch of women. <laughs> there seems to be a random man that walks around that looks quite happy as well, but I haven't asked what's going on. Um, but they grow. Uh, so obviously in line, you know, by dynamic, if people don't know, you know, you in a nutshell, you're just following the principles of the moon and the sun and certain types of planting, etc. Um, oh my God, Nick, their salad leaves are like nothing I've ever tasted on the planet. I tell people about it. People come to visit, you know, other practitioners, friends, I'm like, we're going to go to the commune, we're going to get the leaves. They're looking at me like, wow, I mean, she's really excited about salad leaves here. Um, you know, you serve those up. Even my, even my own mum said to me, oh, I've actually never tasted salad leaves like those before. Really? Oops, have I lost you again? Let me try the camera off. Is that any better there, Jenny? Yeah, I think the camera off. I don't know why I've got full signal, but here we go. And that's what I do too. Um, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, talk to us about these. Yeah, these, because these saying salad internet, leaves, the um, bad line between us. So incredible salad leaves, um, yeah. you know, grown biodynamically. So to be honest with you, when you have those, those a bit of sauerkraut and some sprouted uh, vegetables on there, etc. That's all I need, and some good fats, obviously. What kind of fats do you like but, to yeah, put on? Any kind of cold-pressed oil. So, again, from these ladies, you know, they make their own raw-pressed olive oil, uh, nut oils, avocado oils. You know, I have to say, Nick, that where we live, wow. and we didn't actually realize this when we came here, but the food quality is it's sensational. I, I can't remember if Duncan, Duncan mentioned it, but we have a huge market we can go to on a Saturday. It's full of organic, biodynamic foods, you know, all fresh all the local farmers come down from the mountains, bring their produce. It's, you know, the French really, really know how to eat. And Jenny, it's that incredible. That when you think... ask them, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Carry on. Well, what I was going to say is you talked about uh, the law of attraction so much. And like you said, you didn't even realize before you moved there that that was going to happen. And yet you guys moved yeah. completely relocated and you've, <laughs> you've always been serious. So again, about your health, about what you're eating, putting into your body. And all of a sudden, bam, like there is the most amazing foods that you could ever imagine already there and ready for you. You know what, Nick, you're absolutely spot on. And Duncan and I have had conversations about this because where we live, you know, it's in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere, close to the mountains. And I said to him, you know, we expect, you know, expectation is, is a really good, you want to bring good things to you. If you expect something to happen, it will. You know, so many times in the past, I would say, yeah, yeah, I really expected whatever negative thing it was to tear my Achilles. Mm-hmm. You know, I really expected that to happen. It's like, well, well, duh, yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm teasing, you know, but, um, you know, we expect to find good food wherever we go. And we don't actually even I realize we don't actually even think about it that much anymore. We kind of have an assumption that it will be there. And so, of course, when we got here, it was. Um, so once you can get yourself in that vibe, ten, things tend to just fall into place effortlessly. But obviously, it takes a while to get there. That's that's fantastic. That's that's the way to do it. I, I like that though. Uh, if you expect something to happen, it will. That's that's actually something really good to think about. I, I enjoy that. Thank you, Jenny. So you're the welcome. Things... Here's, here's a quick. Please go. Yeah. Sorry, got a little. I was just saying a quick example. We presented, uh, I think, two three weeks ago in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So we were presenting for Czech had a fantastic weekend you know um the hotel was booked for us via czech europe and i, I didn't even think to ask you know are there any good restaurants around etc so of course we arrived there two organic restaurants within walking distance of one raw food health uh, uh coffee shop opposite the road I, I was just like okay there we go there it is <laughs> you know 
And when the law of attraction starts to work for you like that, when you start to feel better, then it's it's exciting. I call it the pixie energy. When it's just you kind of know everything's going to fall into place and it's going to be easy and then you can have fun with it because, you know, I do believe that life is supposed to be lighthearted and we're supposed to have a great time and we're not supposed to take things too seriously all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is something then that you maybe see that people take too seriously, whether it be to their health or just otherwise that they're always trying to overcomplicate, but should really just be simplified? You know, I think health. Um you know, something I think I did, Nick, is I went to a place of very ill health, put some great things into practice and got healthier. But then I think I became so obsessed with organic food and being healthy that I, even, I created more stress than I potentially had before. Okay. So, you know, then if, if I went to someone's house uh, and, you know, the food wasn't perfect or if I went to a restaurant, I actually, you know, often I would sit there and I would get bloated before I'd eaten, even eaten the food and... To me, that was 100% my, my mind, my emotions creating that. You know, and I'm not advocating for a second, okay, that we all go out and create good-feeling thoughts and just eat McDonald's. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But, what I'm, but what I'm saying is that if you believe that everything is going to be fine and that even if you eat some food sometimes that aren't 100% for you and you can get into a good feeling around health and, and let go of some of that fear and trying to be perfect and being so strict, then I, you know, I think you, that's going to do as much good as having a perfect diet. Very good. Uh, that can really speak home, I think, to a lot of people where it's, hey, just, it's, it comes down to just, again, doing the best you can in the situation that you have presented for yourself. 100% Nick you know and even if, if I go to a restaurant sometimes and I'm really hungry and I've asked for gluten and dairy free and in France they think you're insane if you don't want cream on everything <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I tend not to eat I, well I don't eat pasteurized dairy at all just because it doesn't agree with me mm-hmm. but you know what what I do now is if that food's arrived it's beautiful food I know it's fresh it's cooked and they've put some cream you know before I'd have sent it back and I would have got myself in such a state about it I wouldn't have enjoyed the meal. I'd have been bloated anyway. I'd have felt terrible. You know, now and again, I will think to myself, okay, that's fine. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat this, but I'm going to set the intention that it's a rarity. I maybe have, this has happened maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to kill me. And I'm going to go with it and everything's going to be fine. And do you know what? It always is. And I say to myself, okay, it might not be the most perfect food, but it is on this planet. It's not from Mars. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so i i personally think that yes good feeling action so of course doing the right exercise that matches you you of course eating a healthy diet as of course i do all of these kinds of things of course we need to do those things but i really think that if you can get yourself feeling happier by doing whatever that is you're naturally going to allow good health and well-being in anyway and that's that is what i feel is the crux to all of it and that's a very simple way to do it. Yeah, and you know what, Nick? I sometimes think we're afraid of simplicity. Would you care to expand upon that? I think sometimes due to self-esteem issues, we have to make things more complicated so that we feel justified maybe in charging what we're charging. Or maybe, you know, I, for example, struggle for years that, okay, we've got a really nice house. We live in a beautiful place. And all I have to do is sit on Skype and and coach these clients and because I'm in alignment when I do that, Nick, because it's my absolute passion to work with people and help people to feel better because I know how awful it feels when you don't, 
you know, I used to think, oh, my God, this is too easy. I shouldn't be being paid for this. This is terrible. You know, and I think sometimes we have to complicate things to feel better about our insecurities when, I, you know, in reality, it, it should be simple. It should be easy. Of course, it can take time to get there, but I, I, I don't believe in overcomplicating simple things because if you're unhappy or you're depressed, sometimes we need some really simple things to do and feel okay about that. I, I think that's an amazing way to put it, Jen. Yeah, thank, I, I, that actually hit home with me even. Um, like you said, just because you're teaching something simple to somebody doesn't mean you have to make it more complicated just to justify whatever you're doing. But no, they they may not understand the simplicity of health or happiness or whatever you may be teaching them. So that is going to be, they're still getting more value out of that than however much you would be charging them just based on they can finally get to bring that into their life. Yeah, 100%, Nick. You know, I've had clients say to me, just the fact that I wake up and I feel some relief as opposed to that horrendous anxiety I woke up with every morning and I, I had this too. You know, I would pay you, whatever you want for that yeah. because the relief I have and the impact of this, that small thing has on myself and my family and my own body is, is you know, it's gold dust. Well, Jenny, uh, I want to be respectful of your time here. So a couple last things that I always ask people who come on the show. And one of the last things I always like to know is who would you want to hear on this podcast and what would you want to ask them or what would you want to hear them talk about? Yes, actually, that's a great question. You know what? I would like to bring... Esther and Abraham on here. Mm-hmm. Um, have many, many questions for them. Well, she she would be here for hours, the poor woman. <laughs> but you know what I really want to ask her because I'm discovering this in my own body is I want to ask her because I've heard her say a few things about this in terms of vibration of food. So what I've discovered in my own life is that it's more to do with how you feel than the actual foods that you eat. However. I know for a fact that I would not feeling feel good if I ate junk food, sugar, you know, McDonald's or anything like that mm-hmm. on a daily basis. I know I personally couldn't create health from doing that. And I want to know how much of that is belief and how much of that is the fact that potentially I'm a more of a vibrational match, let's say now, to higher vibration foods. Or is that just a load of rubbish and something I've made up in my own mind to make myself feel superior and really good? (laughs) So what do you think she would say? (laughs) I think she would say it's all belief, even though that's challenging for me, (laughs) I have to say. Okay. Because, yeah, I think think that she would. I think she would say that good feeling action helps you feel better, so then naturally your vibration raises. But really, I think everything 100%. And even as I'm saying that, I can feel myself, but no. I'm a health practitioner now. Now I don't have a job. <laughs> it's like good. Finally, you can get on and be a bloody writer. Uh, no, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think she would say it's all belief because okay. I, I think, you know, I think everything is thought form, and I don't think there's anything wrong with latching on to certain thought form if it feels good and it makes you feel better and you create what you want to create out of it. But I think it's all belief. So. Jenny, in closing, we where, where, can, where can everybody find more about you? Where can they go on the internet to uh, find some of your work and hear more about where you're going to be teaching even? Oh, God, don't go on the internet. There's all kinds of things on there from my terrible past. Oh. No, joking. No, joking. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, yeah, so our, our company is called Peak of Wellbeing. So you can go on to our website, which is it's currently being updated. So if it's if it's not there, that's why. Uh, anybody can email me. I love to hear from people, not just potential clients. So it's uh, my name, Jenny, at peakofwellbeing.com. Um, you know, drop me an email if you have questions. Uh, also, teaching-wise, if you go onto the Czech Europe uh, website, you'll find out that I teach all of the UK and all of, all of the European Holistic Lifestyle Coach courses. And just a little plug for Duncan and I, we are actually running uh, our own webinar series, which is for practitioners, practitioners of any kind, so personal trainers, anybody really wanting to create financial abundance in their life and in their business. Uh, we're going to be using really, really practical teaching tools, tools that have worked for us to help us create a six-figure salary that we have nowadays. Uh, and also, I'm going to be teaching a lot on the law of attraction and beliefs around finance and how to bring that into your business. Hopefully, you'll be able to read my book someday. Yes, and I look forward <laughs> to that. So everybody go check out peakofwellbeing.com, contact Jenny, check any anywhere that she's teaching. Uh, her and Duncan's courses, everything is going to be uh, just awesome there that she has to share. So again, Jenny, thank you so much for your time. This has been an awesome talk. I'm, I'm happy I was able to uh, attract you onto the show and <laughs> that we were able to talk about all of this stuff. So thank you again so much. Thank you, Nick. Absolutely fantastic. As I said, you're a great interviewer. And it's, you know I think we have a really good connection in terms of an interview process. So thoroughly enjoyable. Thank you. Excellent. Enjoy the day, Jenny. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get your top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts to help you simplify your health journey. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health? Also, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and a five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. Mm-hmm.